Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Once you've seen an actor in a role, it's incredibly difficult to picture anyone else in their shoes. TV, of course, is similarly no different from the movies. Silver screen icons such as Walter White, Tony Soprano, Fraser Crane and Rick Grimes are all immeasurably popular because of the actors working tirelessly to bring these characters to life. However, each and every one of those roles was turned down by some absolute madmen. These are career-defining opportunities, once-in-a-lifetime kind of deals, and yet we have a bunch of actors who looked at them and thought, nah, I think I'll pass on this one. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 actors who turned down iconic TV roles for stupid reasons. Number 10, John Lithgow, Fraser Crane. Cheers. So, here's a fun fact for you. The role of Fraser Crane was actually written for Oscar nominee and all-around awesome guy, John Lithgow. These days, the actor is no stranger to TV. He won rave reviews and a handful of Emmys for his hysterical turn in the sci-fi sitcom Third Rock from the Sun and shocked audiences with his turn as the Trinity Killer in the fourth season of Dexter. He's also appeared on How I Met Your Mother and The Crown and is one of Hollywood's best talents when it comes to switching between TV and the movies. Before all of these great roles though, the actor was actually offered the role of Fraser Crane on Cheers. In hindsight, it seems a bit odd that he wouldn't take it. However, at the time, the actor said that episodic television was quote-unquote beneath him and he saw himself something of a movie star. Of course, who was to know at the time that Cheers itself would become beloved and would lead to an even more acclaimed and potentially even more beloved spin-off for his character. Frasier ran for 11 seasons with the brilliant Kelsey Grammer as the titular character and Lithgow has since gone on record to say that he regrets the decision as shown by the multitude of TV roles that he's taken since. Number 9. John Cryer, Chandler Bing, Friends For any sitcom fan, Chandler Bing is Matthew Perry and Matthew Perry is Chandler Bing. He is so iconic in the role, and there couldn't possibly be someone out there who could pull off Friends' number one funny man like Perry did, could there? Well, the studios certainly thought so, and their first choice for the role was John Cryer. Notable at the time for his roles in Pretty in Pink and Superman for the Quest for Peace, Cryer was approached to take the part of everyone's favourite sarcasm king, but turned it down because he considered himself too serious of an actor. Yeah, you heard that right. Lenny Luthor, with that haircut, thought that starring in a sitcom wouldn't work because he preferred serious roles. Apparently, anyway. He would later go on to star opposite Charlie Sheen and Ashton Kutcher in the long-running sitcom Two and a Half Men, so maybe he does regret not taking the role after all. Number 8. Dana Delaney, Carrie Bradshaw, Sex and the City 
Following the success of her run on the war drama series China Beach, Dana Delaney was approached to take the role of Carrie Bradshaw, the emotional, insightful, and interestingly flawed protagonist of the comedy drama series Sex and the City. However, having recently starred in the plain awful movie Exit to Eden, in which she portrayed a dominatrix called Mistress Lisa, Delaney decided against taking on the role of Carrie because she didn't want to do another project about sex. In hindsight, this perhaps wasn't the best move, given that the show launched Sarah Jessica Parker to superstardom and proved to be about a lot more than the title suggested, though admittedly it is still very much about both sex and the city. Number 7. Michael Richards, Adrian Monk. Monk. Cosmo Kramer aka Michael Richards might have made a name for himself starring on the seminal sitcom Seinfeld, for which he won three Primetime Emmy Awards and carved himself into pop culture as one of TV's best comedic actors. When that show came to an end in 1999 though, Richards found himself approached by ABC Studios to take on the role of homicide detective Adrian Monk in the police comedy drama Monk. According to reports, the role was actually written with Richards in mind in the hopes of getting him on board once Seinfeld came to an end. However, Richards had other plans and turned it down because he didn't think it was funny enough. Since Richards' career has been very slow since the end of the show that made him famous, and since Monk became a massive critical and commercial success with plenty of Emmys and Golden Globes to boot, it could be that he's come to regret the decision ever since. Number 6. Oliver Hudson, Jack Pearson, This Is Us Brother of actress Kate Hudson and eldest son of Goldie Hawn, Oliver Hudson has had a pretty solid career on TV over the years. With major roles in Nashville, Rules of Engagement, and Screen Queens, he's had a steady stream of success since the mid-2000s. In 2015, though, he was offered the role of family patriarch and all-around good guy Jack Pearson in the family drama series This Is Us, and was given the chance to audition alongside future star Mandy Moore. The thing is, though, he just never turned up to the reading. Skipping out of the audition to go fishing, he would later admit that he couldn't possibly give up on a good fishing trip because fishing is his life, apparently. So, while the studios were filling the void of his absence, Oliver Hudson was out on a lake somewhere putting in his fishing hours. You know what, on second thought, I actually take it all back. I respect that vibe massively. Number 5. Ray Liotta, Tony Soprano, The Sopranos. What do you picture when you think of Ray Liotta? Even if you only know the name, chances are you only think of one thing, that being an on-screen gangster. After all, his opening line in Goodfellas is one of the greatest in cinema, and since then his entire image seems to have formed around that one role. It's partly because of that though that he ended up bailing on future roles, and when he got a call offering him the role of TV icon Tony Soprano, he turned it down because he didn't want to be typecast as a gangster. Since The Sopranos took over people's TVs to become perhaps the greatest TV show of all time, Liotta has both tried and failed to shed his on-screen image, to little effect. Many of his post-Goodfellas roles see him portraying police officers, but never good upstanding ones. Funnily enough, now he has been cast in The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, so at least he hasn't completely missed his chance to get his name in the franchise in one form or another. Number 4. Matthew Broderick, Walter White, Breaking Bad Whatever made AMC consider Matthew Broderick for the role of the complex Walter White is a question for the ages. But then again, the same could be said for Brian Cranston, who up until his turn as the meth kingpin was perhaps best known as being the goofy fella from Malcolm in the Middle. In any case, Broderick, known of course for his iconic role in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was approached for the role of Heisenberg long before Cranston won the role. 
However, he turned it down, stating that he wasn't interested in playing a bad guy. It is a harsh assessment of the character in hindsight, since anyone who's ever seen the show can attest to the fact that Walter White is much more than a simple run-of-the-mill bad guy but rather one of TV's most complex hero-to-villain stories ever seen, really. With Broderick out the way, AMC gave creator Vince Gilligan's first choice, Brian Cranston, a chance to make the role his own, which he did without fail. You're goddamn right. As a quick addendum, there was also a rumor that John Kujak was offered the role, but upon hearing the story, Kujak actually tweeted, didn't turn it down, you crazy, which, you know, suggests that he would have given the role a more thorough look over than Broderick if given the chance. Number three. Bridget Fonda, Ali McBeal, Ali McBeal. Ali McBeal is a cult classic comedy drama about the eponymous character, a lawyer who works for a Boston law firm as she tackles the obstacles of her personal life. In the show, she was played by the brilliant Kalista Flockhart, with the show running for five seasons between 1998 and 2002. Before Flockhart secured the role though, it was offered to Bridget Fonda. Daughter of screen legend Peter Fonda, Bridget Fonda had made a name for herself in films such as Single White Female and Jackie Brown. When the call came for Ally McBeal though, she reportedly refused to even read the script in case she liked it too much. Ultimately, she turned it down, stating that she just loved making movies too much to commit to a series. In a way, this is admirable enough, but given the fact that she only starred in a handful of films while Ally McBeal was on the air, few of which were well received, it seems that taking on the show would have been a solid career move. She would eventually retire in 2002 to look after her family, which, you know what, good for her. Number two, Thomas Jane, Don Draper, Mad Men, and Rick Grimes, The Walking Dead. That's right, Thomas Jane turned down not one, but two major TV roles. And the reasons? Well, they're questionable to say the least. Before I took the world by storm and helped usher in a whole new era for television, Jane was offered the role of Don Draper in the drama Mad Men, but turned it down because he thought he was too big of a movie star for TV. Later, he was approached by the Miss collaborator Frank Darabont to star as Rick Grimes in the epic post-apocalyptic drama The Walking Dead. He decided to pass on the opportunity to film the short-lived, and mostly terrible, comedy drama series Hung. Hung ran for three seasons and received some decent reviews throughout, whilst John Hamm's role in Mad Men and Andrew Lincoln's in The Walking Dead have both gone on to be seen as two of the best performances in TV history. Sheila Jane has had a pretty good career, but rejecting his place on two of TV's most celebrated shows is definitely a black spot on a career that could have been so much bigger. Number one, Ashley Tisdale, Hannah Marin, Pretty Little Liars, and Elena Gilbert, The Vampire Diaries. Disney star Ashley Tisdale is sat in the exclusive group of actors who somehow managed to turn down two iconic TV roles, and yes, The Vampire Diaries is awesome and iconic, don't at me. Coming off the success of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and the High School Musical film series, Tisdale was approached for the role of Hannah in the drama Pretty Little Liars, and then Elena in supernatural drama The Vampire Diaries, but turned them both down to focus on her work in the show Hellcats. Sadly, Hellcats ran for one dismal and critically panned season before being cancelled, while both Pretty Little Liars and The Vampire Diaries went on for seven and eight seasons respectively, and acquired massive followings in the process. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.